time for two blokes talking tech. There is a lot going on in technology, as always. For the latest news and information about technology. It's fantastic to get these speeds on a mobile phone, isn't it? The speeds on this thing are amazing. Two blokes talking tech. Very nice, snappy performance. It's a good phone. Yeah, there's a few pros and cons with this. With Trevor Long from yourtechlife.com. Now, my advice to people who like this kind of service is... And Stephen Fennick from techguide.com.au. I really like this new service. Gives you that flexibility to hear your music anywhere. Two blokes talking tech. Stephen and Trevor always providing the best advice. Lots to talk about on Two Blokes Talking Tech. This is Two Blokes Talking Tech. Thank you for downloading. Thank you for listening. Thank you for subscribing. Thank you for your comments and feedback if you have been leaving them. I haven't checked lately, but for supporting. That's supporting. It's episode 322. This is Two Blokes Talking Tech. My name, if this is your first episode, is Trevor Long. <laughs> uh, I run a little website called EFTM.com. Uh, and with me each and every week for the last 322 I feel old. Weeks is a man that's much older than me, Stephen Fennick from techguide.com.au. G'day, mate. Hello. And uh, that little comment, you you like like to pull that out, don't you? You love to pull that out. Well, mate, you are approaching the half ton. I am, yeah. But um, I'm a decade away from that. No, you're not. You'll turn 41 this year, won't you? Yeah. So it's only seven years at the moment, eight-year difference at the at moment. At the moment? It's just eight years difference. <laughs> okay, mate, whatevs. Anyway, we're here to talk the latest in technology, Every all the news from the week, all the info from the week, and as we see it through our eyes and our views because we couldn't give a rat to what everyone else thinks. Uh, thanks to the good people at Netgear and Hisense. Let's get cracking on Two Blokes Talking Tech. <laughs> Stephen, Telstra's in trouble. They get um, big, big trouble from the ACCC. Yes, uh, 42,000 Telstra customers, which is bugger all, basically. We've got to remember. What's amazing, it was exactly 42,000, isn't it? Isn't that <laughs> well, that's incredible. It's, it's more than 42,000, isn't it? So the point what here, what's happened is um, <laughs> Telstra apparently have come forward and volunteered the fact that they, um, they had some issues with the way they advertised and delivered NBN service. Now, what really happened was shitloads of people com- – oh, sorry to the lay – the person <laughs> – Sorry, that cost us another star. <laughs> I'm sorry. Lots of people um, complained to the ombudsman and, and, and the ACCC and everyone about the fact that they were being sold a dud and they weren't getting the speeds they wanted. Yeah. And Telstra knew this was festering, so they cut. They they came forward and they said, "Radio, here's the numbers, here's the people, here's what's happened. And they've reached agreement with the ACCC to um, work on refunds and kind of reconciliation with all those customers. Mm-hmm. The ACCC came out and said, this is, you know, this is good and whatever, but they basically hinted, as did Telstra, that this was the first ISP to do it. It's not going to be the last. Not the last, totally right. But, and know, the, but what impressed, what, what was surprising to me was that this was going on and Telstra was selling plans to customers whose connection wasn't even going to be capable of that. Yeah. Now let's let me break this down to the way I, I view this, and it's a it's a massive. It's, I think they should be fined for it as well. To be honest, the yeah. NBN works this way. When the NBN, Stephen, your house isn't connected. So not, when not long though, there was an oh NBN no. truck out the front a few weeks ago. So so when they when they finally plug it in, right? Yeah. What happens is so that what they do. They come with a plug and oh mate, can you just <laughs> let me go? This is coming from a bloke who's already got the NBN and doesn't mind reminding me about it either. Oh well, I mean, come on, I waited. Um, So they so they connect your premises, so that as in your your home is ready to be serviced. What happens is they you know back at headquarters they send some packets down the line and they go oh you know we think. That, that that place, because of where it is situated, they look at a map and they go, it's it's going to be 600 metres from the node or it's going to be, you know, in your case, distribution point. Yeah. Uh, distribution point's only 20 metres away, whatever it is. And they make an estimate. Just based on the construction plan alone, they make yeah. an estimate on how fast the network can be there because they've done millions of houses now. They know what it can do. So they know a house that's 750 metres from the node is probably going to get, you know, 25 meg as opposed to the guy that's 10 metres from the node is going to get 100. Mm-hmm. And so they make that estimate and they you, you go into a database and it says, you know, Stephen Phoenix address. It's got the address written down. It's, it says ready for service, which means you can yeah. you can now order the NBN. Yeah. And it's got a number. It says, you know, maximum download, maximum upload. That's what we think. <laughs> so what happens then is the internet provider, when you ring up and say, I'd like to connect, please, Mr. Internet provider, whoever yeah. you are, yeah. they look up your address and they've got that information. Yeah. So this is the point where it falls down. 
Telstra, in this example, people were ringing up and going, I want, the f- I want 100 speed. Okay, no worries, done, tick. But they didn't. They failed to look across the column and say, mm. he's only capable of getting 25 or he's only capable of getting 64. It's even worse then. With Telstra, we're happy to, yeah, we'll sell you 100. You're only getting 25, we're going to sell you 100. That's my point. So they're selling yeah. them the, the 100 speed without looking at the fact that the house isn't even estimated to be capable of that. Yeah. Because then what happens is once you get physically connected and you are on on the NBN, you get your little NTD, network termination device, mm-hmm. in your home. That's the thing that connects your home to the NBN. And that, that's there no matter what ISP you're with. Correct. That yeah. stays regardless of ISP. Yeah. As soon as that blinks and says it's online, the NBN does a test and it goes, oh, actually – it's better or it's worse. And they update the spreadsheet. Uh-huh. And so at every, at any time, you should be able to ring any ISP and say, I'd like to order the NBN or I'd like to switch to you or whatever it is. Yeah. What's my house capable of? Mm-hmm. And here's where it gets complicated. If you want the 100 speed, now most homes uh, might only be capable of like 94, 95, 93. But if you want the highest speed, then it's an up two thing. You're only ever getting up yeah. two. I was going to say it, that the up two has been a bit of an umbrella, a bit of a protection which is, which for is, the telcos because – Totally up required. to is their little protection. But someone brought up a really good point on my Facebook page. Someone said, well, why don't the telcos do it the other way? Why don't they guarantee a minimum speed and work up from that? Well, they can't. I mean, the problem is they can't guarantee anything like because they, they, they yeah, can't work on demand and a whole bunch of different you know, reasons why. You explained then just how the what your home is capable of, right? Yes. Capable in quotes, a rough estimate. Yes. So surely with all the technology that exists and Telstra reckons they've got a, like this robotic device that checks the this the CVC of a line which it tells you how f- capable how fast that line is capable of mm. can't they then say well okay you can only achieve 25 mm. but minimum you should get 12 you should do that easy get 12 yeah, I think the problem is that's never going to look as good as selling the up two yeah, speeds but, right but the problem here now though, but what I'm trying to say is the problem is that they're over-promising and under-delivering, yeah. which Telstra did a classic of that, of that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why don't they do it the other way where they can under-promise and over-deliver? Yeah, so I think the customers will be happier then. I think the problem is uh, the big telcos, Telstra Optus in particular, yeah. literally can't promise anything. They've got no idea. I had a bloke ring me on the radio. He's, getting, he's paying for 100. Mm. He's getting 40. That's outrageous. Yeah, and if it's, a, if, it's a, if it's a technology issue, if I were the note or whatever, then he should never have been sold the 100. If it's an ISP issue, he should be given the boot. But here's the thing, right? So the challenge comes, and I had a lot of people say to me, oh, when are they going to call me and give me my rebate? I'm like, hang on a minute. Just because you're not getting the speed yeah. that you're paying for doesn't mean that you're entitled to the rebate. So, for example, um, if I – so I'm at home. Now, I'm a, I'm a, I want my speed. I want everything I can get. If my home was – you get it, don't you? I do because I'm on HFC, so I'm always going to get 100. Yeah. There's no there's no issue like fibre to the node and stuff. But if I was on fibre to the node and my home was capable of 64, mm. mate, I wouldn't sign up to the 50. I'd sign up to the 100 because mm. I want that extra 14, mm. right? So if I sign up to the 50. But, paying, but isn't the price different? So say, say the 50 is 40 a month. Yeah. And the hundred is seventy a month. That's my choice, though, right? So you're paying for the extra just to get an extra fourteen megabits per second. You're paying an extra forty bucks a month, thirty but that, bucks. A but month. the point is, the telco needs to be having that conversation, and they're not. Yeah. The telco, when you ring them, just say, "When do you want it? Where's your address? We'll sign you up." They don't say. They don't talk them through this. The telco should be doing that. The telco should be saying on their website when you go to sign up, should say, "Right, your house." It should say it. Your house is mm-hmm. capable of this. Which speed do you want? Um, understanding that you can only get a maximum of, of that. Yeah. Because oh, like me, many people would choose to pay the extra to get that they little want, tiny bit more. The they can get, yeah. But the but other problem about? is people who are, who are paying the lowest price and, and not getting even that because, again, their, their home wasn't capable of it mm-hmm. and they should have been told that in the first place. What, what about, though, and we talked about this a couple of weeks ago, where the NBN controlling the bandwidth mm-hmm. and the costing of the bandwidth. So technically, the NBN could go faster, couldn't it? They could deliver faster speeds if they let go of the bandwidth a little bit and priced it a little differently. So, so two, it's a very it's slightly different issue because obviously what we're talking about here is the maximum capability of the line. Yeah. So in that 64 example, that house is only capable of 64. Yeah. Now let's say I choose the 100 plan and I'm getting 62, 63, 64, whatever. Um, but then at peak times, I'm getting 20 and 30 and 40. Yeah. 
That's where the NBN's pricing comes in. That's where if the NBN let go of the ropes and let the telcos just unleash unlimited you know, data, that you wouldn't have that capacity problem. Because right now Telstra is going, well, Christ, we can't install you know 10 gigabits into every single suburb. No, we're going to install one here and yeah. 10 there and six there and five here, and we're going to change it as we need to. And so, yes, you're going to have those capacity issues. So mm. the problem is the difference between what your home is capable of and what your ISP is delivering. And I think the critical message for me, for everyone is – Talk to your ISP and ask them for what is called a service qualification. That's mm-hmm. that column in the spreadsheet yeah, that says what, what you're, you're capable, capable of. Yeah. Ask for a service qualification before you sign up to a plan. Ask for a service qualification from multiple ISPs and check that they're all telling you the right thing. Yeah. Because so I had do a bloke. homework. Yeah, a bloke tonight said to me, oh, Optus just said, oh, it's, it's new, so it's, it's, it's a bit slow. What? Bullshit. That's just absolutely <laughs> not right. That's another star guy. Oh. <laughs> but anyway, just on that subject, what, what, on, on, the, on the speeds, I am at the moment on Optus's HFC cable. Now the NBN and at the moment I can get 100 megabits per second yep. already, but the problem is my upload is rubbish. I, I get barely one megabit per second up, mm. so I'm getting fibre to the curb, yeah. so they'll run a cable along the footpath. Are we having another consult- consultation again? No, no. I'm, I'm going to just then just explain that I'm going to the fibre is going to go to the telecom pit outside my house, and it's about. Eight meters to my house, then, which I'm assuming will be the copper line, then yep. bring it into the house. So it's already in the house, and, and so it, it, that's already existing onto my property. Mm-hmm. So, and NBN has already announced that the HFC cable from Optus, they're going to scrap it. They're not yep. going to use it. They've bought it, and they're not going to use it. Mm-hmm. So, I'm expecting for them to at least match that speed, and then, and obviously, my upload speed is going to be much better. So. And I know you know this. I know this. There are people who have who are getting worse speeds on the NBN than what they had before. I've never met someone who's getting worse speeds on the NBN than they're getting before, and are paying for the higher speed. I spoke to a lady tonight. Oh, we're getting ADSL and it was six, and now we're getting eleven. I said, "Which plan are you want?" She goes, "The 12. I'm like, "Well, hello." <laughs> you know, you, you just can't. Yeah, no, like no, that. Most I've heard. I've, I've heard. The, keep contacting me and saying, yeah, well, I've got the NBN. It's worse than it was before. I I, I call BS on that, yeah. mate. I've just well, It's just, just not possible. Tell me what they said to me. It's, it's just not possible. I just don't believe it's true. So having said that then, I should get about 100 megabits per second, which is what I'm getting now. Yeah. Mate, to my house. If they were installing fibre to the node here, yeah. no, that's where I think those cases yeah. would come Fibre's up. Fibre's out the front of my house. It yes. is here. If they installed fibre to the node in your premises, so yeah. the people that might be disadvantaged in that scenario that you mentioned where I would accept that they're, they're getting worse is people that had some form of cable internet before, yeah. so 100 meg, and are now getting fibre to the node and they're getting 60 or something like that. Yeah. But you've got to – no, but hang on. But the, the trade-off is better upload speeds regardless of but who you're with. In the- your case, though, you've got the t- old Telstra cable, haven't you? Yeah. Which is now NBN and that's what you – it's the same connection. Yeah. You're just getting better upload speeds. Co- co- correct. But, and, but your download speeds are about the same. What I'm saying is that if you went from – Cable internet yeah. to fiber to the node, and you you went from getting a hundred down and one up well, to getting sixty four down yeah. and twenty up. You, you're better off. I'm sorry, you're better off. Mm. And frankly, you wouldn't notice the friggin' difference between sixty and a hundred. I'm telling you, you won't notice yeah, the difference. It's, 40. <laughs> it's actually forty. Do you want to get the calculator? Out Mate, you won't notice it <laughs> in daily <laughs> use. Are you, yeah, well, so is it just me, or are you frustrating tonight? No, no, no. No. <laughs> in, in in my case here, the Optus cable comes in and an Optus cable comes in onto my property. Yes. So they're not using copper. No. So that's my biggest fear is that I'm going to get fibre out there. Mate, you're going to get – your, your line will be capable of 300, right? In the future when I they – want to pay for that then. Yeah, but they, they don't make <laughs> – that's not a service available. Yeah. Fibre to the curb. You've got fibre there, mate. Yeah. It, the, you've got 20 metres of, of copper at best. You'll be able to get 100 and slash 40 mm. without any question – no doubt whatsoever. I don't know whether I told. I don't know whether I've actually told this story on the podcast before. But the, when the NBN trucks were here, you drove them cuckoo. No, no. I, I just asked questions. I said, "Well, mate, what happens if the copper into my house is rubbish? You going to put a bit of just throw a bit of fibre in there for me?" He goes, "Oh no, we'll have to see about that." I said, "Okay, well, no, they sure won't. The they'll up, the they'll up. Good. The copper. See, the copper under the ground will be immaculate." There's not going to be any problem with that. The, the connection, the issues with copper are in the pit, so where it connects yeah. and where it connects in your house. Both those, both those things it. can be remedied. 
Both those things can be remedied. And frankly, the issue is often also the wiring in your home. Your issue, Stephen, will be is your home wiring up to scratch. Because so, for example, a lot of people have one line coming in and then it gets distributed. Remember when you used to have like six phone plug connections in the house? What you need is you need an electrician to come in and disconnect all of them except the one that comes in. Because those other phone lines, they degrade the quality of the overall signal. Okay. So there's a lot, and this is the kind of stuff that cable. people need to be How doing. How can the cable degrade the signal? It's cable. Because, it, because the, uh, the, it's copper. It's it, copper. The, the copper gets, the, the, the signal gets distributed throughout the home kind of thing, and what it needs to be is just sent to that one line. And you don't need those connections anymore. They're irrelevant to your home. So you disconnect them, they become more reliable. So then they'll so the does anyone else feel like this is a personal consultation going? No, no, no. It's not. I'm just because look, <laughs> I'm telling you now. If if it's if it's a little bit confusing for me, it's going to be way more confusing for other people. Yeah. Your issue is going to be when you connect to the NBN. Like I used to get 112 down. Now I get 94. Show off. Right now I get 94. I see it a little lower. Oh, I couldn't so give a you rats, are okay, mate. so you're getting lower speeds. Mate, no, I'm getting I'm getting a better service. <laughs> you're getting what you pay for. Yeah. But your uploads are much better. Like 34, mate. Yeah, that's good. You know, so you will go from being at 101, 102 to, to 93, 94. Yeah. My number one advice to you is don't go with Optus. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm going to shop around. I'm going to uh, I'm going to uh, try them out one at a time and see see who's who's what and uh, yeah. And so you're are you an NBN consultant? Is that what you were hinting at? Every before? time we talk about it, mate, you you end up asking me questions specific to your personal circumstance. And yes, three hundred an hour. It's three hundred. Jesus, you you charge more than a brain surgeon. What's that's unders for most of my normal work. Yeah. So we'd if you're a Telstra customer affected by that, what I don't want to hear from people. I love happy to hear from anyone, but. What I'm saying is don't ask me when you're getting the letter. Telstra, as of (laughs) in a week and a half, they'll start sending letters out. That's when I want to hear from people who are affected. 2001, you won't be getting a letter. (laughs) They wanted a round number for the press release. Two Blokes Talking Tech on Twitter, at Trevor Long, at Stephen Fennick. The hashtag, Ziggy Zaggy. And if you don't know why we have the hashtag, Ziggy Zaggy, just ask us on Twitter. We'll tell you. Two Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech. With Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. Well... Foxtel have announced a new device, and it's to accompany their new their Foxtel Now service. And this is a not a bad little product to sort of consolidate your streaming services because the Foxtel Now has been around for a little while, but uh, it had to be cast from a tab- tablet or, or, or yeah. a smartphone. So now we're getting the capability of it's like a little mini set top box. It's got Foxtel Now built in. It's also got free to air channels as well. Stand on top of that. And so now they're offering the service where it's it's like the Foxtel set-top box that you don't need a technician to install. You're getting this streaming service, but on the best screen in your house on your TV. Yeah. And, and look, I, as people know, I switched to Foxtel now entirely, and I have Chromecast in all of my TVs. There's there's no need for me to get this box. And You'll if you have Chromecast in this one too. Uh, there's no need for me to get this box, but it would create convenience. So I was asked today, because someone said to me, but you've, you've got your phone, you've got your Chromecast. Yes, but if my kids want to watch Foxtel... They've, they've got to find a device that is one of the five that's paired and all that kind of stuff. Mm. Mate, this thing's a box with a remote control. Yeah. So it's plugged into your TV. This thing, I say, is the future of Foxtel yeah. because in five, ten years from now, they won't have IQ boxes because there's a couple of things. It costs a ton of money to have a cable net, cable distribution, not the, the network itself, but actually pipe it through there. It yeah. costs triple that ton to have a satellite distribution network. Hello. So. When you when you have internet services across the country which are reliable, Foxtel can rely on like this. The NBN. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Foxtel can rely on this as being their distribution method. Yeah. Now, what they'll do is they'll have different versions of this to do different things. But in the end, this little box, mate, free to wear tuner, so you can watch. Yep. So again, it's kind of Telstra TV esque. Is yeah, you have your HDMI like one. Yep. And you can watch your free-to-airs and your Foxtel and your Stan and your YouTube. And I'm sure Netflix it will be available because it's got Google Play Store on it, right? Yep. Now, the the thing is that this is a $99 box. It's not as good as a Telstra TV because Telstra TV built in has- Telstra TV is really good. I've got that here. 100%. Yeah. It's really nice. It has built in a lot of the apps. But yeah. I think what's interesting here is what apps can you download, what apps will work on this thing. Um, but for 99 bucks, I think this is a massive growth strategy for Foxtel. Mm. They are going to have, let's say- 5% of their audience say, oh, bugger paying 130 bucks. I'm going to cancel that and going to go to Foxtel now. Mm. So that's that's a downgrade for them and that's a, yeah. that's a problem for I Foxtel. But another the- consultation for me here because mm. I'm thinking of doing the same thing. 
Well, let me finish that train of thought, though. But think for next football season. We talk every year, oh, AFL, yeah. NRL, Telstra, Telstra Can't streaming, da, da 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 You can get on your mobile phone. Bugger that. 99 bucks, you get a Foxtel um, Now box. And $39 a month, you've got the NRL on your big screen. Mm-hmm. So, mate, I think they will pick up millions of customers over time because of this box and because of this this concept. Absolutely. No, I agree. I think it's it, – it is – I think that they they can see the writing on the wall, mm. and they're seeing the success of Netflix and Stan and all these other services. That's that's why Foxtel now. Let's be frank. That's why Foxtel now was offered as a service because Netflix was eating their lunch. They were they were taking customers off them. Yeah, and Presto failed dismally. Well, exactly. But Foxtel now is the the service that's kind of going to be there. That's that's going to be their stabilizer for the mm. for the for the next few years. So your your problem, like many, is I'm paying 150 odd. Uh, I've got it down why, at ninety nine. Why do I need to be paying that much money? And I would say the first thing you need to do is you need to download the Foxtel now onto your phone and do the free trial because you need to see what channels are there. Yeah. There's a few missing. Uh, bloke said to me yeah. tonight, um, "There's no CNN." I'm like, "Who gives a rat's?" Um, <laughs> but because for me, it's Many. got it's got Sky News, it's got the sports channels. That's all I yeah, watch. Um, it's got A and E. You don't get the full complement of live channels. We know that, and you don't get recording. So a lot of people yeah. like to hear record. So one of the arguments I got from someone was because I said recording's dead. And they said, no, it's not. I said, well, it's dying. Because a lot of people, you know, record a show, get home late, and then start like 15 minutes late. Mm. So you're actually kind of just a bit behind time and you kind of catch up as you go along. Now, because the difference is in that period, you've got nothing with Fox Channel. You've got it live, and then you've got the catch-up version when it's finished. Yeah. But you've got you got you don't have that in between when I arrived late. Yeah. Same with free to airs. And a lot of free to airs don't put their catch up done until Absolutely. three hours later when yeah. Western Australia's well, showed the thing already. Ah, uh, but some some stations like ABC, it's right available right at the end of the show. Which oh, is they've really got good. some fair resources at the ABC. So I yeah. bet they do. But uh, they're giving them a billion a year, mate. Yeah, I know, pretty solid. But um, no, but you're right. On demand, but even on demand while being handy doesn't match recording. Still, still not there yet. Recording. And like my my wife's been using Foxtel now out there as a comparison to the Foxtel box that we've that we have in the home in our home, and she pointed out, well, no, I can't watch this, and this show's not on, and that's not on demand, and so all the shows, some of the shows that she likes to record, mm. she does the series link, that's not possible with Foxtel. Pretty sure she needs Hey You. I'm pretty sure they're all there. Uh, no, no, they're sort of. She she watches a lot of the lifestyle food programs, all the lifestyle channels. So she like come dine with me. She like, have you ever heard of that show? Come dine with the, me. The uh, American, UK, the, the UK, UK version. version. Yeah, they went on the right. Yeah, she's right into that, and she, and she watches it on her our IQ three, but it's not on Foxtel now, and that that's a big sticking point for her. So um, I'm I'm sort of looking at the numbers. I'm really looking at if I get rid of the. The movie packs. I, I watch my own movies, like either on Apple TV or my own 4K discs, or whatever I got. If I get rid of the kid, I'm still paying for kids' channels. My kids, my youngest daughter, my youngest child's 17, still paying for kids' channels. So I'm trying to consolidate what I've got, and I think I can get my Foxtel IQ3 package down to about sixty or seventy dollars a month. Mm. So I got so, it down to sixty-five. Yeah, and then well, I went. But then, but Foxtel now it adds up. Like you got to have. I think what what you got to have a starter pack which is ten bucks, there, yeah. and then if you want a sport, that's another twenty nine. So it's bucks. now thirty nine. So it's thirty nine dollars. If you want, like you want A and E and all those those the, the, those cool channels, mm. that's another fifteen bucks jumps in. Mm. So already you're looking up there yeah. with that. So I think you're doing the right thing by doing the numbers. In the end, I went. Yeah. I, I need Sky News and I need Sport, and I went thirty nine bucks. That's my minimum. But getting back to and the Foxtel, I can watch it anywhere. Oh, exactly. No, true. Exactly. And on your device, mobile device, you happen to be away on the bus or train. Which you can do as a Fox Foxtel subscriber as well. Yeah, yeah, I do, man. I'm big on the trains. You're um, people out. Yeah. Uh, Foxtel, <laughs> remember the Foxtel app allows Foxtel yeah, IQ true, customers true. to use those things on the go, but they yeah. don't. Chromecast don't get me started. Yeah, that's true. Oh, look, I think in the end, the Foxtel Now Box is a stupid name. Um, because what's it's just it called? called the Fox Now Box. I know it's just what <laughs> I mean. Yeah, a lot of people call it the Fox Now Puck because that's what they're known as—the like, little yeah, yeah. little hockey puck devices yeah. like the Roku's and things. But ninety-nine bucks is a great price. It's available yeah. now or at the end of this week. But um, I, I think it's a cracker for them. I think they'll do very, very well. What's going to happen? Um, say in twenty eighteen when all the twenty eighteen TVs come out and the Foxtel Now app is on the TV, what are they going to do then? That's fine. They'll be fine with that. But but if you've got you don't Mate, need the box then, do you? No. But remember, because the box can't record, the box can watch free to live TV, correct. which your TV does anyway. I, I, I still Fox still won't make any comment about when they're coming to Apple TV, if at all. But they still will, though. I saw your little conversation you had on Twitter. The guys sees put me in on that too. Yeah. 
I, I think Apple TV will do that. No, no, they but, will do but that. it's up to Foxtel to build the app. It's, it's yeah, their that's decision. True, true. I've got no doubt they will. Yeah. My point being, when your next year's TV's got Foxtel now built into them, great. Yeah. They don't care. They want it on every device. Mm. You don't need this box. They just want to make it available for people who need mm. that who, remote, who, who, who want yeah, that yeah. thing, you know. Yeah. They want a physical thing. Oh, yeah, cool. No, we'll give you this. Yeah. And also for when people ring up and go, I'm cancelling, I'm cancelling, I'm cancelling, they go, right here, how about this? They've got an extra fallback thing now. Instead yeah. of just saying, oh, we'll cut your price, we'll keep it. Yeah. That, now they can say, we can give you the box and you can watch Fox on out. So they're yeah. giving people an alternative. But, but that, that's my only concern is that say someone shells out the $99 and owns the box and then mm. they just pay their monthly Foxtel Now subscription, that in six months' time, I suppose they've only wasted $99, in yeah, six months' time they are gonna they may have it on their television. Mate, uh, a, it is a 4K Chromecast, yeah. so it's a $95 Chromecast on its own. Yeah. Like that's a $95 product, mm. the Chromecast. So the as an Android TV with, oh, yeah, well, let's call it 60 because they're probably cheaper now, but yeah. it's an Android TV. It's got stand built in it. It's got apps. Yeah, I mean, right. so you can it's, access yeah, the Google Play yeah, Store I mean, too the as thing, well. The thing itself is worth the money just without Foxtel. And, and remember, you don't need to have it. a Foxtel account, right? Yeah. You, you could you could have Foxtel now for one month and cancel it, and the box still works yeah. for Chromecast so and stand. For free-to-air and, and, and like if you've got Android on your TV, there's a lot of apps apparently you can download to be watching certain types of programs. Yeah. Yeah, I, I reckon, which is highly legal, but uh, it, I'm not sure they'll be available in the Google Play Store that's on this box. So. No, so you won't be able to download like a Cody, the Cody Correct. app, and all that. You There's don't think no so? way that'll be on there, you right? Don't think so. I'll check it tomorrow. I, I, I don't think yeah. it'll be there. But my point being that the box for 99 bucks is actually bloody good value. Yeah, it's not too bad. Exactly right. And and the, it's got the free to air tuner stand, so it's consolidating. It is sort of Telstra TV light. Yeah. But if you look at Telstra TV, there's an argument against even having that because you got Netflix on your TV, you got stand on your TV, you've got you can have I, Telstra on your TV. I think you just got to remember that there's there's you know millions and millions of TVs out there that don't have any. They of don't have it. Yeah. Right. Remember, yeah. remember, it's all I well get a and lot good. Of that, uh, people say, look, how do I how do I get Netflix on my TV? My TV's six years yeah. old. Well, you can do this. So, That's one so of the, 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 the Fox Down Our Box solves answers two questions that we get along the radio. Yeah. How do I get Netflix on my TV? Yeah, yeah. How do I get or stand? Yeah. And and secondly, um, my TV's broken or my set top box is broken. I've still got an analog TV, whatever. Yeah. This is a new set top box. It's yeah. a TV tuner. What you know, free to air tuner. And you can't connect a hard drive to it, can you? And record free to air to it, can you? So I might, you wouldn't be able to record Foxtel, but wouldn't that be handy if you could turn into a little PVR where you can record your free-to-air stuff with it? Yeah, it has a USB, but I don't think it does allow yeah, that. Yeah, no. I might have to try it out. Anyway. You've already got yours, have you? Oh, mine's in the mail. Mine's in the post, apparently. Oh, I don't want to speak for anyone else, but yeah. <laughs> yeah good idea. I didn't, go, I didn't make that launch. Neither did I. Yeah. Oh, that's a good day. They look after you, eh? That's good. That's good. Okay. We know we're there. Bread's butter day. Thanks. <laughs> All good. I'm showing it on the Today the, Show on Saturday morning. Yeah, I'll have that before why. then. Anyway, uh, two blokes talking tech. Appreciate your views on the Foxtel Now box and its stupid name and other things on uh, on Twitter and nothing Facebook. Wrong, nothing Let wrong with the box, mate. What's wrong with that name? It's just stupid. It's the Foxtel box. Now box. It's a box. They should box. have come up with something witty. You think box isn't a good enough name? You don't like box? No. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. Don't mind a bit of box, mate. <laughs> two Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. Meet Orby, the world's first tri-band Wi-Fi system. Orby gives you reliable, secure, crazy fast Wi-Fi to every inch of your home. That's right, everywhere. No more dead zones upstairs, no drop connection through walls, just better Wi-Fi everywhere. Orby reaches up to 370 metres through uh, Wi-Fi barriers like walls, stairs and doors. And with a dedicated internet connection, Orby helps prevent buffering while streaming your favourite movies and shows. No matter how many devices are connected, you'll have ultra-fast Wi-Fi speeds. The Orbi tri-band Wi-Fi system works with your existing modem to maximise the speed you're paying for, and the sleek design and state-of-the-art technology steals the show, gives your home a superior Wi-Fi network that's both easy to set up and elegant to display. With just a couple of clicks, your secure Wi-Fi network will be ready in no time. For more information, visit netgear.com.au. Orbi, better Wi-Fi everywhere. Stephen, uh, the RMIT in Melbourne is apparently a very prestigious uh, IT yes. infrastructure facility, whatever they're called, university. One of the finest higher education institutions. They would say of themselves, of course. Yes. Um, so they announced today that they had, I don't know that even partner's the right word, but they'd basically worked with Apple to develop a new course, um, a new uh, curriculum. Uh, curriculum 
um, that would be offered in their physical uh, location and through their online um, university. Mm -hmm. So basically, this course uses the Apple, um, everyone can code, the Apple, whatever the hell they want to call it. No, no, that's the language. The the curriculum they created to teach people Swift. Now, it is... Bloody amazing. Everyone so, can code initiative. Everyone, everyone can code, code. Is, is, can code okay. is the name of the initiative. Yeah. Um, there is a name for the actual um, curriculum, though, I'm pretty sure. Anyway, if you've got a 10-year-old, um, there are games built around teaching you Swift, and then there is the Swift um, uh, Christ, what's it called? Swift Playgrounds, yes. which teaches your kids, kids Swifts, right? Yep. And so basically there's this great rundown where you go, okay, you, you, you play with this, this game called Tinker, then you play Swift Playgrounds. Then you, uh, you go into the next level of Swift Playgrounds and then you go to the, the next level of, of Swift coding. And then you move into Xcode, which is the yeah. Mac-based programming um, tool that allows you to build That's apps. the heavy-duty stuff. Yeah. And, yeah. and what they've done is they've built all these um, uh, software tools to get you to learn to code. And then they've built teaching guides and student guides, textbooks essentially, in the, um, in the app store um, that are available as kind of iBooks. And they've made this whole curriculum to teach this thing. It's being used in some uh, community colleges in the US, um, some universities coming on board in the US, and this is the first time in Australia it's being offered as a course. And it is, it's, made, it's pretty interesting to see how RMIT have taken it because they could have just go, here it is. Remember, everything... The, the course curriculum, the, the the textbooks, is all free. You can get it. You and I could go and yeah. download it all now. Yep. But the difference is by doing it through RMIT, you get a, you get tutors and people to mm. push you through it essentially. They said to me that it's a five-month course if you do it online. Yep. You can come in and out of it. So you can do one month and then the next three months so, later do the so other. I could apply to RMIT and do it online. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Um, for free. Uh, I've got to pay. you got to Pay. pay. Yeah, for free you can just download it on your onto your onto yeah, your iPad but, and work your way without, through it but without the tutors, without the guidance. Yeah, right. so you go to RMIT, you pay um, the the top cost is going to be about twenty five hundred bucks for the five month course, but twenty five hundred, two thousand five hundred dollars, yeah. which is nothing. Like it's a really good price, mm-hmm. but right now it's sixty percent off, so really? it's nine hundred dollars for the for the for the full course Get if you want to knock it over. Okay. Um, and the point is, you, you start the course. It's about five hours a week if you wanted to do it that way, mm-hmm. and you get. There's, there's tutors, there's kind of mentors who are actual app development companies. Mm-hmm. Then there's obviously a class of people who you'd communicate with through yeah. the online system. And at the end of it, so you start the course with no knowledge, zero, nothing at all. Zippo. Yeah. You could be a, a mum who's been on uh, maternity leave and, and had kids for three years or whatever, yeah. and you can't, you want to go back to the workforce, you want to, you want to be a developer. You could you just start, right? A, it's a good idea. Like, and at the end of the course, you, you upload an app to the app store. Yeah. That's the end of the course. Yeah. It's it's. And I think let's talk about the reason why this is this has become such a opportunity now because the 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 app economy as they're calling it is absolutely booming. Like I think we wrote a story, we spoke about it a few months ago about how uh, the app economy has actually contributed to to various markets and countries around the world and how it's booming. So, who'd have thought back in two thousand and seven that we'd be talking ten years later about this massive community of people, developers, and seventy billion dollars worth of revenue paid out of Apple. paid to developers. So this is obviously a, a career path now. This is this isn't something that some geek did. This is becoming a career path for everyone. Like you mentioned the mum, the stay at home mum, or the the young young teenager who's keen on a career in in tech or in, in app development. Fifty year old who's maybe redundant, mate. Learn learn to code, Absolutely and you right. could find a job as a developer. Entry level yeah. developer, yes, but yeah. you know it's it's a skill, and I love the and idea. The skill you, of the future. Correct. Yeah. It's the trade of the future. You know, yeah. you used to do woodwork and bloody home ec. Now you're now you're doing Still coding. Do that, right? But you know, there's a, there's a lot of people who are moving out of various various jobs are, are not, are not around anymore. And, and so this this is uh, and this isn't like a flash in the pan industry. This is an industry that's only going to grow. Well, we've we've only just started. It's we've it's very it's in its infancy. The app development world and how and the money that it's going to generate is only going to get bigger. You, you, the amount of apps people download, not just here in Australia but around the world, is only going to grow. That seventy billion dollar figure that they've quoted for the first whatever it was nine years of the app store, mm. mate. That'll be double in the next nine years. Oh, yeah. oh mate, it'll be double in two years. There you go. Um, so here's the thing, uh, across Australia in the educational system, primary and high school, coding is about to become yeah. full-time part of the curriculum. Smart. So every kid needs to learn to code. Here's my problem with that. I've met a lot of teachers because my kids are all at school uh, and primary school. They're lovely, lovely people who are very good at teaching 
English Mash, maths. Yeah, but they've got no I've got idea no idea how they're going to teach coding, yeah. right? Here's my favourite part, and I said this to people at RMIT. They are offering 100 scholarships next year. 100 teachers can apply to have a scholarship, a free course. Yeah, well, and, you know, a teacher, obviously they work hard, but, you know, hopefully they can find five hours in their week yeah. to put into this and they can come out of it. They can bring it back at, to their school. As a registered developer um, and they can bring that knowledge, Hello. not to teach, they don't have to teach the whole course to their school, but they can, like, when you're trying to teach loops and and different things about yeah. code that I've watched my son go through Swift Playgrounds, yeah. get to chapter four, becomes a bit complicated, right? Yeah. You really need to start listening and learning and reading. Yeah. Um, I can help him with some some subroutines and some ideas and things that I've grasped. Yeah. But imagine a teacher who has developed and uploaded an app now talking to kids in primary school or early high school about those basic functions. Yeah. It is, mate, I think that is the coolest thing that RMIC is doing. And yeah. uh, but a good idea. Great respect what, to them. What you said with the with the scholarships, like imagine what, how that would look on your resume if you're a you know, teacher, a, a looking, teacher to, looking future, to progress, yeah. You, 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 teach, you happen to teach coding, hello, then you're attractive. You're suddenly an attractive candidate, yeah. attractive employee for a school. Yeah, absolutely. So th- that's a terrific idea. And, again, this is just going to blossom and grow and be, get even bigger than it is now. You ain't seen nothing yet. This is going to get so much bigger than it is now. Yeah, and I think just to put perspective on how big it is, you know, a, a senior vice president of Apple it reports into Tim Cook flew in today to to be at the launch. Yeah. It was kind of strange because it wasn't really. It I'll be honest, it didn't feel like a big deal to me the whole announcement. But yeah. I get that this is critical for Apple. Yeah. Apple believe every Tim Cook believes every child should learn to read, write, and code essentially. Absolutely, no, and well, I think why you're learning French, you should be learning code. Put it put it into perspective. Ten years ago, no one knew what an app was. Today, it's a university course. So. Yeah. Just goes to show that, that that to me was the fact that it's coming from Apple, who who are the who led the whole thing from the from the get go. Yeah. The fact that it's come from Apple and that the one of the biggest higher education institutes in the country is taking it on, mate. That's a story all day long. It is, and it's it's a great uh, great change and a great upgrade for people. If you're looking to to learn to code, if you want to build apps. Honestly, it's a start-to-finish course that will teach you how to build apps Um, and who knows what the future is after that. Details at techguide.com.au and eftm.com. Now, there was a launch last week, uh, late last week, November the 3rd. A lot of people were really keen to get their hands on it and I'm not talking about the iPhone ten. That's true. It, it, it came uh, coinc- coincidentally at the same time. Call of Duty, World War Three. Early November is COD World War Two, mate. World War Two. I call it World War Three. <laughs> That's the next game. Yeah, That's the Trump, Trump and, <laughs> yeah, and Rocket Kim Man. Jong-un. It's going to be called Rocket Man. But uh, no, no, the early November is COD season where there's a new game normally hits the shelves. And uh, I, I was really looking forward to this game because I've played every COD since they've been out. And lately – before this year, and your hardcore COD gamers will tell you this, the games have got a little bit gimmicky, a little bit too far-fetched, and, you know, last year they were in, they were in outer space. Yeah, that, that's what I was, was going to say. It lost. I love the concept of Call of Duty, but it lost me with the whole space yeah, and zombies soldiers, or whatever the hell, you know. It's soldiers like, can jump 20 metres in the air and they've got special suits and these futuristic weaponry. Yeah, leave that to Titanfall and all that other stuff, yeah, right? Yeah, Call think- of Duty should be about... Um, it could be about modern warfare, but it should be yeah. about you know warfare in, in its heart. And Absolutely. mate, I have not played it for years, unlike you. Um, and I have played plenty of these kind of first-person shooters before. And I'm talking, you know, late '90s. I was playing Tom Clancy Rainbow Six like you, you, till the yeah. cows come home, right? Yep. yep. AU Clan, AU oh, underscore, right? We'll, 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 we'll were there. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I'm a, I'm a racing car guy, right? Yep. But I love the theatre of these things. A lot of people, and you'd probably agree, play buy this game to play the multiplayer. They want yeah, to play online. That's the first thing that is. I have no interest in that. I want to play the mission. I want to play the campaign, the campaign because yeah. it's like you're a character in a movie. And, mate, the landing at Normandy on D-Day was the most brutal, graphic, Incredible. confronting yeah. thing I've watched in a very long time. Yeah. You've never it seen is, Saving Private Ryan. No, no, yeah. but you, Saving Private Ryan's – it's, I, it's, I just, it's beautiful, I but this thing is shot yeah. like you are in, you you're are a character. You're watching it. You're in it. Right. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so right. and uh, no spoilers here because obviously what happens, right? But you get onto the beach and, you know, you've got to, you've got to hide and then you've Clear got to grab beach, a gun, yeah. right? Yeah. And you've got to look down and you've got this guy who's, you know, been, been annihilated yeah. by the em- enemy and that's your first uh, look at the brutality of war essentially, yeah. not suggesting for a moment that it's given me any perspective on what it was like to be there, no. but it certainly – 
gives me some pause for thought about how the Absolutely whole thing right. went. Because, and mate, they captured it brilliantly. You yeah. know, you're on the beach and they're shooting at you. You've got no friggin' idea where that's coming from. No you're just pointing up and shooting and hoping you get someone. Mm. And I, I get the sense that's what it was like. Absolutely. And what I like about this game is the, the detail they went into. So they, they, we were talking deep, deep research into it's historically accurate for a start. It also it's respectful of the veterans, and they even consulted with veterans so they could capture the emotion and the camaraderie that yeah. we, we was experienced on the yeah. front lines. And they even had they recorded the original World War Two weaponry and did all all this research, all these this this capture, and brought it together in his in a great story that is it's historically accurate, follows in through the European theatre of the war. So they, they start off in Normandy and they work their way through into France and all the other surrounding countries and you know, through Paris and then into Germany. And it is, it's not like those other – like recently the games – like Kevin Spacey was in a Call of Duty game a couple yeah, of years ago. ago yeah. he, he's, he's not in the best of favour at the moment, but – all those games had these really convoluted storylines, and you, this guy betrays this pe- these people, and it, it was mate, you needed a roadmap to follow the storyline. And this is coming from a COD player who a fan of the game. This what I liked about this was that it was easy to follow, had a, told a great personal story. So the interplay between Pearson and Zussman and all these soldiers that were together. And played by real actors, by the way. So Josh Duhamel, who was a star of the Transformer films, plays uh, Sergeant Pearson in this. Which, so. which brings me to my hatred for the game. And I'll, computer game graphics are amazing today. I, I genuinely, They're it's amazing. Lifelike, you know. But and that that when you're playing the game, it's amazing. But what I hate. Are those interstitial cutscenes? You know, like that, that, that's no, part of the game, mate. That's, I, that's, that's mate, like being in a movie. I yeah. prefer they were friggin' cartoons because they don't. They look as a still. They look amazingly yeah. real, but they they don't talk normally. They don't move normally. They they move still to. They're like robots. Well, it's it's just yeah, not, not as much. Not as much, mate. Yeah. It is it is still so not life like enough. Jarring for you, was it? Oh, was I just it, I'm just like, dude. Can the, we can we just want to shoot people? No, no, I, I just tell me the story. Just give me a voiceover while I'm walking through the field. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, no, but um, I think, but you're, I can understand what you're saying, but the typical fan of this game loves that. They love that. Like in the other games, what they call these cut scenes with these amazing action scenes and cinematic things going on. No, they should have just, got, part of they the, should have just part filmed the them, though. If you're going to go to that much trouble, nah, film well, the frigging things, right? Well, yeah, Why right. not? Well, so right, so because no, no, <laughs> but they're but they're not. You're not interacting in that at yeah. all. But then, but then, film so them. That would it would be like you want a bit of a seamless experience. If you if you just film them, they think, well, this is a movie, and then suddenly you're going, you're in a cartoon. But that's what it happens would, in it, this thing. Well, it doesn't really. The the the, the, the gameplay is still pretty graphic and pr- like good. No, graphics but I'm saying you go from gameplay, you finish. Yeah. You know, you, you like in the end, you, you, you shoot down the, the planes, and they say, right, we're gonna go over there. Yeah. You walk over there, and then it stops. You've got to watch this friggin' movie, which is poorly made uh, actors on a, on a screen, <laughs> and then you've got to but, wait for them to finish well, that scene, and then you move on. Well, so what I'm saying is, yeah. let me walk to wherever the hell I've got to go while walking. I'm walking. Just, tell your just story tra- walking. Tell, tell, right, right. Yeah. And then, you know, when I get to the, the, the checkpoint, fade to black and then take me into the next town or whatever it is. Yeah. I, man, I just think it's a waste I, of money. I hear what you're saying, but to me personally. How would that I'll, change the game for you? No, I know. I, no, that, that would sort of, it would be a bit thin. The game would be thin. It would be a lot shorter too. The game would be shorter. <laughs> and and I've already finished the campaign, by the way. I finished it last night. And it at, at the end of it, I will never finish it. No, well, that, but that's 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 you're not into the, these sort of games. But people who are COD fans like me, the story was as good as the action. I, I found like I, I was, and I don't I, I don't want to spoil it, but there, there you know things happen. We think, oh my god, what's going to happen to that character? I invested in the characters. See, I'm just I'm just I mean, I'll go go for a pee break while that stuff's on. Yeah, no, well, well couldn't uh, give a rat's. Just tell me what my my next checkpoint is, mate. Tell me what my objective is. I'm pressing that middle button on the PlayStation, going, what's your, skip, where have I got to go? No, no, you know yeah. the, the big button in yeah, the middle no, the where action, you go. Yeah, to where's my, where's your my mission. yeah? What's my mission? Yeah, yeah. Where have I got to do? Okay, clear the bunkers. Okay, we're going to go that way. Yeah, so you just like driving laps in a car, mate. You know, it's a different. You're a different player to me. You know, like 
I really one honestly, day we will sit down and mate, we will send the women I'm away sad. somewhere else. <laughs> you and I will race yeah, and then we'll shoot. Yeah, we'll and shoot. <laughs> well, we had a bit of a we had a bit of a play on uh, online. Yeah. So my <laughs> I, I thought I'd better find out how multiplayer works. So I yeah. logged on on multiplayer and we ended up on an aircraft carrier or some ship. And no, you texted uh, me saying, "What's your and, what's no?" Your, so what's so your I'm handle? I'm in a game with with other people, randoms, yeah. and I just got annihilated. Like I'd walk in and go, boof, dead. You spawn, boof, dead. Spawn, yeah. boof, dead. It's just awful. Because I want to play with people who, who – so I, I think oh, I'll text Stephen. So Stephen doesn't have a frigging microphone and he can't hear me. And I'm saying, mate, let's play co-op. Let's, and then we, he puts me in this game where it's him against me on our own <laughs> and he's just walking around shooting me. <laughs> and stabbing you. Boom, shoot, boom, Did shoot, you, boot. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think I got you twice. I snuck up behind you a couple of times and you were just standing there camping. Stab me in camping. the back. <laughs> For those of COD players will know what I'm talking about, Trevor. Uh, I'm a sniper. He, he, know, he knows he's a newbie to the game and he was hiding and in, in the online, I was sniping. In the COD world, we call that camping. Oh, you're all wankers it making is. up your own games, mate. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> you can't make it's up the no, rules. No, no, it's not a no-no. stupid. Camping's a no-no. You've got to mate, be moving. Yeah, got if, to be moving. if the game stopped me doing yeah. it, it'd be a no-no. I liked how I caught you camping, though. I caught you where you were. I snuck up behind you and stabbed you a couple of times. <laughs> Did you get a bit of a throw? You think, Jesus, where'd that come from? <laughs> mate, the whole thing was just stupid. Because I'm half, I, I died twice before I worked out it was me against you. <laughs> You know what you did too, and I should have should have warned you about this. You were firing your gun randomly. That 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 reveals your location on the map. No, I did that after yeah. after no. What oh, happened you just was got frustrated with after it, after I got killed twice. I went, mate, I don't want to play this, and so I'm yeah. just shooting in the air to get well, you around. To be fair, we could have set it up where because it, it, the how we set it up was just you and me on this big map, and it was it took more time to find each other than actually shoot at each other. What we should have done is either joined a game together, so a public match on the same team. Or filled the our own custom match with with bots, so we could have had at least you had would have had a full team. I would have had a full team. I would have been a bit more boys. Just yeah. go and kill Stephen. Yeah. Find him. Yeah, go kill. <laughs> but um, no, but it just. But the, the, you and I are a good example of like I'm a COD player and you're not. And see what you didn't like about the game. I loved like the storyline and I got caught up in it. It, it was. And and it's a very satisfying story. The whole the whole not only is it historically accurate, but they also built a story into all this as well. And, and it played up that camaraderie where these guys, you know, it was like the theme of it was that no man is bigger than the mission. It was the mission. Well, we had to accomplish what we had to do. If that meant sacrifice, then so I'm be. Like it, laying out the know? street needs my help. I'm like, mate, just fend for yourself, buddy. <laughs> I'm going to get killed. I got killed five yeah, times trying to rescue oh, him. Well, at least you were trying. It took mate. me forever to work out. I could get in the machine gun and just shoot yeah, people. Yeah, yeah. It was very complicated. Yeah, but yeah. I think though, if coming into COD new. As a couple, you I've played about ten percent of it, and there's a couple of bits where you're allowed to be a sniper. I love that. Yeah, that's good. I'm no, a very good sniper, mate. I'm a very good right? sniper. Did you press down on the left key to yeah, hold mate, your breath? Hold your yeah, breath. Yeah, that's great. I'm yeah. a very good Head sniper. Headshots all the time, mate. Headshots. Oh, I try and go. I try. Yeah, headshots. Yeah, that's the game, mate. But. You know there is there is a thing that you the, see, that's, the, see if we could play a multiplayer where I could yeah, just be the sniper. You could be my watchman. You could that's be my it. I'd, I'd love that. I'd be the I'd be the run like what I like to call myself online when I play. I'm a run and I run and gun. I, I'm moving around all the time. You could be my Overwatch. So that's you could it. be back there protecting me, picking 100%. off picking off the enemies. So we'll yeah. have to get on a team. And every well, now and then I just go headshot yeah. on we'll you. Have to call it our clan. It'll be T T B T T. Two that's blokes so, talking tech. Yeah, no one else will join. Yeah, there you go. Well, it'd be just you and me, mate. Anyway, Call of Duty World War Two is out now um, on all of the platforms, and I think there's some we'll special now editions. It's PS4, Xbox One, and uh, PC. It's not on PS3 or the older Xbox. <laughs> what I meant is Xbox, the, PlayStation, the, the, and PC, right? Yeah. Okay, sorry. Because my brother's got the PS3 and he uh, can't play it. Oh, really? He's got a PS4. He's got oh, to go buy a PS4. I've got two. Yeah, yeah so have I. But anyway. Oh, you won't even get your brother one! Well, no, well, my son uses their other PS4. I Mate, he's, he's a working kid. He can get one of his bloody own. Oh, I've got him on here. I've got the PS4 Pro here in the theatre. Oh, hello. I, I, What's happened? I've, I've upset someone. No, I've upset Siri. Siri. Siri's talking on my thing. Anyway. anyway. It's his 200% move goal. Thank you, Siri. Oh, How did you get today, mate? Mate, I'm not very good. <laughs> I sat in this very chair playing Call of Duty in this very chair on this very screen, and when the cutscenes were coming, I just sat back and it was like watching a movie. I, I, I had the headrest up and everything and just watched it, and then when it was time to fight, I leaned forward with the controller and then got into it. So for me, being a COD player, I really appreciated every the, the detail they went into and you being I'm an impatient COD again. player, you know, Imagine, hey, why did we talk about Star Wars Battlefront 2? That's coming out this week as well. 
That's like a Star Wars version of. of I got a great idea. Yeah. If you want to hear about that, Tech Guide has its own <laughs> podcast. You can go to the website, listen to it there. Because certainly will. I could yeah. give a rats, and it won't be talked about <laughs> next week. Good on you, mate. Thanks on for your support. I'll, I'll download support. it just to annoy my son. Yeah. Um, all right, two blokes talking tech. Two blokes talking tech. You're listening to two blokes talking tech with Trevor Long. See the incredible with the latest ULED TVs from Hisense. The all-new Hisense Series 7 is back, and I'm blind in one eye, with features consumers have embraced, including depth of rich colours and detailed picture quality. With Hisense ULED, Australian consumers will always have access to the very best in content and picture quality. ULED is a result of internationally patented technology to bring the best out of its remarkable LCD LED TVs. Key features include 4K UHD resolution, HDR plus wide colour gamut and local dimming for a viewing experience that will blow your mind. The stylish ULED Series 7 opens up Netflix to 4K, HDR as well, Stan, Freeview Plus along with YouTube all built in. Using the Hisense interface, customising your TV to your viewing habits has never been easier thanks to the ribbon menu. The Hisense 4K ULED Series TV 7 TVs come in all sizes, 50, 55, 65 and a massive 75 inches. See one for yourself today at your local electronics retailer. Hisense, see the incredible. couple of things before we get to minute reviews. Uh, good news from Google today announcing that Family Link is available in Australia. Now, Family Link is pretty cool. So basically, if your kids are using Android devices, they can have parental controls built into them. Bad news, you need to factory reset the devices to make it work or buy a new one and, and install it from scratch. So when you set up the device, you, are, you set up an account talking about the age of the child. And from that point on, you set up who's a parent. And you can set up things like uh, app download requests. You can set up screen time, um, bedtimes when the device doesn't work. And what, what I love about it most is uh, the device can be Android, but the parent can be on Apple. Yeah. So the parent can have the notifications come through that, you know, Jackson wants to download, you know, Toontastic or Jackson wants to download Call of Duty, whatever the hell it is. And dad says yes or no on his iPhone. Yeah. Now, I have this running on on in our family because we have an iTunes family account where each of us have an iTunes address. Even young Harry at six has his own complex password he needs to learn and use because yep. it teaches him that passwords are important yep. and he needs to request apps. So they want to request apps. They have to do it to me yep. and Amanda and I can both approve them. Honestly, it's a very simple thing, but it's a huge leap forward for Android devices. Um, you can see what your kids are doing, how long they've been playing certain games, doing different things. And I think all parents should be understanding see, what this is. Can you see what they're browsing on the on, on the internet or can you set that limit too in this? I have a, not looked at that. That's a very popular question from parents that I hear is like, oh, it, my kids, look, so I want to see what they're looking at. I want to control it. There's parental restrictions on devices, but this kind of takes it a step further. Yeah, there's, there's two things. I, to be honest, I'd recommend um, uh, to to put that at a, at a network level, to be honest. Mm. I'd, I'd use a Trend Micro Home Network Security Box for that. Yep. or um, nice, uh, Dis- plug, nice plug, mate. It's good. Trend but, Micro. What? Keep going. They're not a sponsor anymore. Are they? No. Anymore? Okay, good. Oh, on you. Okay. Mate, you can't. You can't stay. Back, oh, mate. whatever. They anyway, can come to tech guide if they want. Oh, well, you do your best, mate. I'm pretty sure you've got one though. <laughs> hey, Norton. Who's Norton? I have no. They don't have I'm a box. Not a sponsor like, anymore? No, they sponsor my tech guide. Oh, you You think you can have Norton and Trend in the same in the no, same thing? No, not at all. But you, you, no. there are with with Norton. I tell people that if you have got a Norton or any kind of internet security. There are five licenses. People don't realise, oh, I've got all these other licenses. I can yeah, use them on my mobile device. A smart kid's going to get by the license. I put it on the network. So Google Google oh, Wi-Fi, yeah, for yeah. example, yeah. has excellent family controls built into yeah. it as well. Um, so I would recommend most of the time that it's on the network, but this is good for the devices so that they, they, can, they can be approving apps and, and, but the, through the, the parents. devices that have to be controlled – um, if the child's got an iPhone, you can't use it. But if the no. parent's got an iPhone, they're good to control Correct. It. If, you, if your yeah. child's got an iPhone or an iPod, you need to set up um, family sharing for app approvals and you need to set up restrictions on the device. So you need to be an Android family. For, kids, for Google Family kids, Link, your yeah. kids need to have, have Android devices. Google Family Link is all about kids with Android devices. Yeah. And let's be honest, they're the easy ones to get. The cheaper, the yeah, absolutely. That's yeah, the yeah. device you well, should be getting. Normal, normally, young kids, you're not going to buy your kid a thousand dollar iPhone, are they? They're you know, eight, Mate. nine, ten, eleven, twelve. Like, Honestly, what's the first device you like? Your, your son Jackson will start high school in a couple of years. Yep. So is that when he he's here, hasn't got a phone yet, has he? No. So it, it will, are you looking at high school to being that first time? Yeah. Well, I mean, I think I think he's in year six next year. Year six next year. I think he probably. 
I've got a SIM card for him. I know what the number is. Um, he's actually testing a, a watch at the moment that's got a SIM card in. It mm-hmm. works really well. Um, but I think for a phone, uh, yeah, he won't be getting an iPhone. Yeah. No, no, no chance. Yeah. So Cause, an, cause Android I, for that he, age. He'll drop it kid. a million times. And I'm cool. Yeah. With, look, smash some phones, buddy. But they'll be $100 phones. Because I was thinking this, like, because I'm, I'm writing something actually for another for another publication about this too. And, and they said, oh, look, we'd like you to write about this. We know you've got family. And I said, well, you know what? But my kids are, my, my youngest is 17. Like, they're not going to, they're not going to be listening to me telling them to, it's bedtime on the they said well no but it, it's we just want you as a, to, to just describe the system and blah 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 but the the importance of this for especially for kids of a younger age where like you said like we just said where you're not going to get them on iphone like my, all my kids got iphones now because they're they're working they can afford them but a, a younger child you're not going to shout all your three you know your, your eight and ten and twelve year old an iphone each so naturally android will be the right play here yeah. and thus family link will be the way to protect them yep 100 percent. so it's available now it's not really something you need to Download, it's a thing you need to set up at the very, very start when you first set up the device. Uh, details, uh, EFTM.com. And, um, yeah, it's called Google Family Link. It'll be at techguide.com.au shortly. Two Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech. With Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. Well, I uh, had uh, an interview the other day, and if you want to hear that full interview, it's on my Tech Guide podcast. But I did write the story on, on my Tech Guide website where I interviewed the CEO of Sonnen, which is a German battery maker that's now open for business here in Australia. And there's a lot of battery companies that already exist. You know, solar solar and battery is a very popular thing here in Australia. In fact, Australians are, are per capita some of the biggest solar and battery customers. But Sonnen, and everyone will probably think the first name that comes to mind is Tesla in terms of their power walls and their storage solutions. Sonnen, though, are approaching it from a different direction, and I, there's a service in, in Australia that, that has been proven and, and successful in, in Germany, United States, France, other, other parts of the world, that's going to be introduced in Australia called Sonnen Flat. So the issue we have right now is that we rely on the energy companies to you know, supply our electricity and then we pay a bill. And that those prices are, are quite volatile. They're on the rise. And there's no real certainty to what we're paying for our electricity. So with Sonnen, what they plan to do is to to link all of their customers in Australia. And I'm, I'm now one of them. I've got a Sonnen battery in my home here. And what they intend to do is to link, interconnect all these assets and become a virtual utility where all the batteries will supply the power to those customers. So combined I might give some power to another customer. I might receive some. So they can tell you your electricity bill will be $0 from your electricity company. Now, all you, apart from the initial outlay, which which could be you know fifteen dollars to $20,000, you then choose a plan from Sonnen, which is $30, $40, or $50 a month for them to manage the system and give you that guaranteed price, flat price per month, so that you know there is now certainty and peace of mind that you're going to say, well... I know exactly what my electricity is going to pay for. I'm producing a lot of it myself, 95% of it myself. There may be some coming in from the other places. But here is a system where their business model is to take the place of your electricity company. So you know you're not paying AGL, you're not paying Origin, you're not paying all these other companies. Sonnen becomes your energy provider. And mm. To me, and I decided on this investment because I wanted a bit of certainty in this. I wanted to sort of my family to have certainty of supply and not being held to ransom for pricing. And I describe it as the electricity prices now as like having a mortgage you'll never pay off because the prices are going to always go up and you just the bill's going to be bigger and bigger. So I still thought to myself, well, here's a system where I can sort of step out of that and have this certainty in place where the, it's going to be a flat rate. And I'm producing most of my power anyway, but they are then guaranteeing that I will not pay an electricity company another dollar, but Sonnen then becomes my utility. Mm. So you're, you you switch your electricity to them basically as a yeah. provider. So they, they um, become your because power you, you are required to have a grid company, but they yeah. become they've become a they've become a power distributor in Australia. Yep. Um, but what they do is in the back end is they manage the distribution by trying to minimize the amount they need to buy off the grid. Uh, they may so have they to, who knows? But in the end, in yeah. the end, they um they, they they have you know thousands of customers paying their thirty or fifty bucks a month or yeah. something, and they could which, end up selling power back to the grid too yeah, out of all that. Yeah, let's not kid yeah. ourselves; they're doing it to make money, so they'll. 
they'll yeah. they'll they'll generate. They're basically creating. They're building a power generator. It's not oil. It's not gas. It's not electricity. It's it's not um, solar. It's not uh, um, nuclear. It's actually a combination of thousands of homes yeah. generating solar electricity, and it's being stored in batteries for them to distribute as they need. Absolutely right. And uh, I've had the system for about four weeks, four or five weeks now. And the, it's great where you can monitor exactly how much power that your panels are producing, how much the, the battery charge is at the moment, how the rate of discharge and how much you've consumed and how much you've fed back in the grid and how much you've purchased. So for the first time, I'm actually paying attention to the amount of power my home uses. Before, you just look at your bill and say, oh, God, crap, I've got to pay all this money. Mm-hmm. You weren't really paying much attention to your usage. And that was one of the first things when they installed my system. They said, well, give us all your electricity bills. We're going to work out. And you can actually go online and look at all your bills from the past two years. We're going to see exactly how much power you use every year. And then the system will sort of be tailored to cover most of it. So... It's it's going in that way. You sort of you're armed with knowledge, saying that okay, I, I already use this amount of power. Like if I asked you how much power your home used last year, you probably wouldn't be able to tell me. Fifty times more than the average house, of course, and and you pay a probably a pretty penny for it as well. Mm. And I worked out that we use about probably ten thousand kilowatt hours a year around that amount, and. Which you know, I live in a two-story home. I've got you know, wife and three children, and we're all using our devices. And it's well, I use probably the same like you. I've got a lot of we use a lot of power, but we knew that okay, this is what we use. This is what we do. And obviously, the the seasons change. So during during summertime, it was a hot summer last last year. So we had the air conditioning running, and our power bills reflected that the fact that we had the the air conditioning running for most of the day. So now, I've kind of stepped out of that. I'm, I'm kind of immune to that. That variable now, and that variable being prices, they're not going to come down any time ever in the future. They're only going to get higher. Mm. So, to me, I thought, well, this is an investment, and you know, it cost me it cost me a bit of money. But I thought, well, I'm investing not only in my the stability of of well, my own electricity, keeping electricity prices down, but I'm investing in the value of my home. I reckon the amount of money I spent on the system. I reckon I've added more value to my home than what I spent because in 10 years' time, if I decide to sell my home, I might say to the prospective buyer, so look, by the way, I've got panels and a battery and you're off the grid. And immediately they're thinking, well, that that's a that could be a $4,000 per annum saving. So that, that makes your home attractive and a little bit more valuable, I think. Yeah, it's exciting times in the energy world, and that's just another great a different approach to uh, solar and battery in the home. Uh, details at techguide.com.au. Two Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech. With Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. Minute review time, Stephen, and let's kick it off with uh, great sponsors, Netgear, but they've got a really cool product, which I, to be honest, had thought had disappeared, but they say it is as popular as ever. Absolutely. We're talking about the Netgear Powerline Wi-Fi. Now, we've heard of range extenders before, which piggybacks your existing Wi-Fi, pushes the Wi-Fi into another part of the home, like a Wi-Fi extension cord, if you will. Now, this is a range extender, but it uses something that every home has got, and that is power lines. People don't realise that actually data can travel down a power line just as fast, if not faster, than through a cable. Yeah, so we're so, talking about the, the cable that connects the power point in one room to another because it's all the same network. It's all in the same network, That's right. Assuming you have a single circuit. If you've got multiple circuits, it's a little bit less reliable and, yeah. and harder to set up, but most people will be fine with a uh, power line connection. Okay. Here's the basics. You get two adapters. One adapter goes near your modem. You need to plug the modem to the adapter. Mo- the adapter has to go into a wall plug. It can't go into a power, power board. board yeah. Can't go into an extension cord. So you've got to find room on the board. Same deal at the opposite end where you maybe want to connecting a TV, a console, something that you want to connect to the internet, PowerPoint next to that device and connect it with the cable again has to go in the PowerPoint. Downside of this, these aren't the smallest adapters and they're a bit of a PowerPoint hog. So if you got a if if you say you got a two point uh, on the wall if you put one in, the other one, you'd either have to have a really small plug for it to fit in or you're just going to have to have one plug there. Mm. That's the downside of this. So just keep that in mind. So be strategic where you put it. It also has a little indicator that helps you choose the best uh, PowerPoint for you to get the fastest connection. For my review, I connected my modem downstairs to a smart TV upstairs and according to the indicator light, the color was uh, amber, I think. So that means I was getting more than 50 megabits per second which is pretty solid. So 
that's the one thing to keep an eye out for. Just remember, though, yeah, so find room on your wall uh, and it allows you to pick a plug. But the other thing you get, too, at the end where you're connecting your device, say the console or smart TV, you're also creating another little Wi-Fi network. So suddenly you've got this, this strong Wi-Fi network on top of your wired connection to your product. So handy little thing. Especially there. in an entertainment unit where you might plug the smart TV in, but then your other boxes, your exactly. TV or something might be on Wi-Fi. Exactly right. But the uh, the Netgear Powerline Wi-Fi is available now, 229 bucks. Check it out, techguide.com.au. <laughs> Stephen, I'm just going to have a nap because I could give a rat's about coffee. So coffee, okay, you don't like coffee. My wife doesn't drink coffee either. She's not a coffee drinker. Anyway. The Nespresso Virtuo. Now, this is a brand new Nespresso machine. And just to let everyone know, Nespresso are still going to make the other pods. So relax. These these use new-shaped pods. The Virtuo pods, three sizes, dome-shaped. So they're not the typical thimble-shaped pods of the old Nespresso. So if you do want to have this new machine, which has the attraction of the new machine is that you can have bigger coffee. So rather than your little espressos and lattes, this actually makes four different coffee sizes all the way up to 441 mil alto. Then there's the Grand Longo and there's the mug size as well. So if you love a bigger coffee rather than a smaller coffee, and if you love more pure coffee rather than having hot milk with it, the Virtuo is the go. Now, why are we talking about it on a tech podcast? I've no idea. I'll tell you why. Because there is a bit of technology built in and it comes within the pod itself. So each pod has a barcode on the lip of the pod. So around, if you look at the down, if you're looking down on the pod, you'll see around the edges is, are these little barcode symbols. So when it's sitting in the machine, the Nespresso Virtuo reads that barcode, knows what type of coffee there is, so it knows exactly the intensity, the temperature, the extraction length. It knows it's got all that information from the barcode. So it pours the right coffee each time. Now anyone who's got an Nespresso so as a coffee lover, we'll see that it pours the coffee just at the right length. It's got a beautiful crema on top as well. If you do want to add a splash of milk, you can do that. If you want to buy the Aeracino, which froths the milk and heats it up, that also, you can pour that into this as well, but you have to buy that separately. This uh, has a larger water tank as well. So, uh, and it's one button operation, really simple to use uh, and has a, has a, a electronic lever to when you when you're lifting up the uh, the lid to put the new pot in, it's got an automatic extraction and puts it in a tray at the back of the product. So room for you to put in your new pod. But the Nespresso Virtuo, there's two models, and the only difference is the the uh, ability to the, the the capacity of the water tank and the ability to move the water tank either to the back, to the left, or the right of the product. So if you've got limited bench space, you can actually arrange it how you want. But both machines, the Virtuo and the Virtuo Plus, available now for two hundred and ninety nine dollars. Check it out, TechGuide.com.au and EFTM.com. Oh, Stephen, 3.22 in the can, 3.23 coming up. I that's mean, that's it. going to be a big show. 3.23, massive, but 3.22, not bad either. 3.22, 2.22. All right, thanks to the good people at Netgear and Hisense. Thank you for listening. Uh, jump onto iTunes, leave a review, leave a rating. Um, and we apologise for Trevor swearing. We yeah. hope that doesn't cost us any stars. Yeah, no, nah, it shouldn't. I mean, yeah. that'd be harsh. Potty mouth Trevor is going to cost us some stars. No, we won't again. I apologise yeah. sincerely and I won't do it again. You promise? No, I, can't. <laughs> I really can't. Do you have a swear jar at your place? No, nah, mate, it'd be full. Really? Do you swear in front of your kids? No. You don't? No. Not in traffic? You said, what the hell was they've, that? They've you heard, an idiot. They've heard some naughty words. In the car. Yep, they're aware of the, they're aware of the scope of words. Do they dob you in with your mum? Yep, they, they every time. They dob you in and say, every dad, daddy said time. a naughty word. Yep, every mom, time. Mum, daddy called some bloke an effing idiot. Yep, every time. <laughs> they tell her every time. The little sheriff, say. Yeah. yeah do you yeah. tell them, say, listen, if you say nothing to mum. Itch nay on the square nay. Say nothing to mum, there'll be a little, there'll be a lollipop in it for you, a little trip to McDonald's or something for you. That's a good idea. Is that way you bribe them, mate? You got to bribe the kids, mate. Mate, bribery always works. With Life children. is about bribery. <laughs> Wi-Fi and device screen time is our bribery. Exactly mate. right. You say, just get the, your hand on the router and get the power cord to look. Oh, disconnect it. I'll, no, t- I'll do it. Well, I'm using Google Wi-Fi. At the moment. There's a pause button. Oh, kids' devices are all there. <laughs> Boom! And you hit pause. Because you know what? I'm like, my kids are on. Mate, like your kids, they're on the internet. They know nothing different. And if ever there's a problem with the internet, 
they find uh, they'll tell me before my actual equipment tells me. So they'll say, "Dad, is the internet working?" And then I look, "Oh, hang on, there's something. I'll have to reboot it." So they're my little internet alarm clocks. If something's wrong with them, they'll they'll alert ah, me to ah, it. Ah, 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 <laughs> Two blokes talking tech. Lovely to hear from you. If you want to get on Twitter at Trevor Long at Stephen Fennick. Stephen, um, let's do this again next week. Absolutely, I uh, you can count on it, Trevor. Well, I can because it'll be three twenty-three. There you go. Two blokes talking tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick.